Hello and welcome to a long overdue episode of Token Games Podcast. I'm your host and sometimes referee who's been extremely busy trying to both get an underwater, if not overwater, transit public train system in Lake Michigan, Zach Stat Pearson. And of course, I'm joined by he who has arrested Cootie 19 and survived after beating its ass. A one officer, 9,000. Uh, wouldn't say I completely beat its ass. It got me a fair bit in the lungs, but hey, how you doing? And he just defeated his own compliment. But of course, we are also joined by our legendary not newcomer, the man, the squeaky high-pitched myth, and the legend himself, leader of House Tono, James Tono. <laughs> it's not that squeaky. <laughs> How you doing, everybody? <laughs> All right. So uh, in case anyone's wondering where we've been, you really shouldn't. Um, As you can see on this podcast server or this YouTube channel, we do more than one thing. So <clears throat> we don't just play what's popular and what's everyone talking about right now, because anyone can do that. And doing that and actually trying to get famous off of it is pointless. Also, we're not doing this for fame. We're doing this because we like having difference of opinion, well, talking to each other. And sometimes we're just bored. So we've been doing live stories. Season one and season two are complete. I believe season two, we do have a special, but season two for the most part is complete. That's going to be a very, very interesting one. Um, And of course, you know, Fantasy Star has a new game out called Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. So always working on content with that and other content creators about that. And of course, whatever else we feel like putting up on this channel. So yeah, uh, let's get into those topics. Topic one, who's right and who's wrong in the Black Widow lawsuit? Topic two, so Nintendo made another revision on the Switch. Do you love it, hate it, or think this isn't even its final form? Yes, I went for the freezer reference. I regret nothing. Fuck you, YOLO. Topic three. Retire or refresh? Which I feel like this is something I wanted to almost ask year one, but I forgot. Should comic book characters capable of lasting hundreds of years have the main characters transition to a title and have new representatives replace them? For example, Batman has been Bruce Wayne for almost 85 years, but currently his future replacement is the son of Lucius Fox and has no sign of being retired. Topic 4. Amiibos have now been inherently fused with DLC for Nintendo-made games. Is there a way to convince the Tendo of Nin to stop thinking this is a good idea? FYI, most Amiibo-locked Nintendo DLC stays that way. Who shall bleed first? You uh, might want to explain a bit more on topic one. Okay, tell you what, I'm going to go first. Um, all right, so just for a little bit of a precursor. In the world of Hollywood, the big celebrities, or at least the ones that end up in movies, they don't just get their movie from a contract commission to do said movie. They get them from residuals, and they get them from royalties based on their status within the movie. Main characters... Um, people who are going to be there for the majority of feeling, uh, fee feeling, sorry, filming, obviously it's different degrees. They get their money from that and they even get their money 
when things go into, you know, a physical release or digital release. However, streaming releases are negotiated differently. And it's been that way. I mean, pretty much since the writer's strike ended from 2007 or was it 2008? I don't know. It, it, it went on way too long. It shouldn't have happened in the first place. I'm not saying people aren't allowed to strike. I'm saying they should have never even had to force, uh, get forced into a strike to, you know, be respected. Now, here's the thing. Scarlett Johansson specifically had a contract that stipulated her payment was solely based on what she gets from a theatrical release physically of the movie and physical releases of home entertainment versions, right? That's how she's supposed to get paid. All right. But knowing that they needed to negotiate slash renegotiate for same day or streaming distribution, they didn't do it, but still release it anyway. Even though rumor has it, Kevin Feige himself told uh, Disney, don't do it. So even if Scarlett Johansson wasn't suing them, her entire production team or, you know, at uh, management administration would still sue Disney because that's money they're supposed to get collectively that they never get. And on top of it, Disney has not disclosed pretty much ever the view count for anything that they have on Disney plus everything that we've seen has been either what they allowed us to know vague amounts about, or was never giving a physical number to. So her lawsuit is for lost wages, um, breach of contract and bits and sprinkles of, uh, this forced discovery into the exact amount of people that have seen black widow. Cause here's the thing. Remember, Disney Plus's premium releases cost 30 fucking dollars to watch two months uh, or two months later, watch them through Disney Plus normally. So half the value of Disney Plus is what you have to pay to watch real time release movies. It's fucking crazy. Or wait two months. But here's the thing. None of that money went to uh, Miss Johansson at all. They didn't even try yeah. to negotiate. Even though in the past, Disney has done this for any other project worth mentioning. Specifically the Black Widow movie, nothing was done. So, that's the background of it. Now, I'm going to just come out and tell you who's wrong in this shit. It's, it's not hard. It's fucking Disney. Scarlet is not wrong in any way, shape, or form. It was a foregone conclusion there would be negotiations made with her or and her uh and her agents and management and if she has a contract negotiator which contrary to popular belief are not always the same thing and then he said nah fuck it we gave you 20 mil shut up and that's not allegedly that is why this lawsuit is happening so i don't need to say allegedly she is not getting paid or she had a breach of contract based off of not getting paid for the streaming release, which she didn't even consent to. So yeah, I'm just gonna say Disney's wrong. But the real question is, are they actually gonna get sued or are they gonna settle out of court? When you're a big corporation, 
they don't care about winning and losing. They care about how long it takes to get you to settle out of court nine times out of 10. However, Scarlett Johansson ain't the biggest star, but she has a fat wallet. But a fat wallet can shrivel up real quick by comparison to Disney. Yep. I don't, I don't have much to say about it. I do not, I don't really know if I respect Scarlett Johansson as an, uh, as a person. I do not hate her. Don't get me wrong. If I saw her getting jumped on the street, I'm jumping in or trying to pull her ass to safety, but I, I've, I've made it clear. It never came up in the podcast, but I've said it multiple times, just in regular. I'm not sure I respect her as a person, but I know she's been wronged and I don't like that. And... That's ain't, this ain't the first time she got fucked with. She's had toys where she's replaced by fucking Iron Man or Captain America. Just because back in the day, what is it? Ike Perlmutter or some other asshole in Disney's marketing or toys department said, oh, little girls don't play with action figures and shit. We spoke about that on the podcast longer than we should have, but I was heated. But, you know. It's fucked up. That's how shit, that's how they think. In fact, Black yeah. Widow was supposed to have a movie like right after fucking Blade, but shit got jerked around. It's weird. Fun fact, David Hayter was the original writer of it. And for those who don't know who David Hayter is, he is the original voice of Solid, no, he is the voice of Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Yeah. But because one movie that didn't have anything to do with Black Widow bombed in the box office at that point in time, the whole entire concept got shelled. Still no excuse or reasoning why she didn't get her solo movie all after this fact, damn near 10 years later when they started, when they started up this Avengers shit, but it is what it is. Moving on. Well, this is a double question, technically. So first and foremost, I don't hate it. Do I love it? No, but I don't hate it. Other than that, though, hell no, nah, this ain't the final form. My real question is, are they going to treat whatever is the super switch like an actual switch or are they just going to call it a brand new system? That's what I want to know. Also, can I buy the dock without buying the system? They are obviously going to make new systems. The real question is, is it going to have the switch moniker or not? Topic three. I kind of think both, which I know is a weird thing to say, but hear me out. Back when they decided to really, really, really fuck up in the comics about how they did things. Um... They messed around and made Dick Grayson. They've made, which is, uh, for those who know, the original Robin, a.k.a. Nightwing. They've made uh, Commissioner Gordon. And they've made now Lucius Fox, it, and besides Terry McGinnis, but they got that from the show, Batman. But Bruce was still around, just in different capacities. I think since... Some of these characters lead double lives. They can do this and they should do this more often because that allows for more creative stories that allows for possible retcons or alterations 
of future events and timelines if the shit's supposed to be predestined. But you know, really only Marvel does predestined stuff. Don't nobody know what the fuck DC does, but that's another matter entirely. So, the way I see it, I think they should do both. They can make them permanent, or they could make them um, temporary, or they could do both. They could make it so the new person is permanent, but there's a, you know, a time-displaced version of the character, or they could have the other character helping them, which is literally what happened with Terry McGinnis and Bruce Wayne. Well before he realized it was his fucking dad, you know, he was still helping him. I thought it was like a clone thing. Uh, no, um, he is his son, his biological son. Uh, as far as Batman clones, no, uh, Damien Wayne has the clones. Yeah, Damien has the clones. Um, so yeah, I think you can do both because, or should, because you get more story writing. Why are people still reading Superman after a lot of people gave up or usually give up within maybe... 20 or 30, uh, no, after 10 years or less of reading it, because like, uh, J, uh, JJ, not JJ Abrams, damn it. Who, Game of Thrones guy, uh, Song of Ice and Fire guy. George R.R. R. Martin. Yeah, George R.R. R. Martin said the main reason he started falling in love with Marvel over DC was because after decades of reading Superman, he realized no matter what happens, everything resets to the status quo. Nothing was ever shaken up because it goes back. DC just now started coming out of that. Who in this who in this chat knew Superman has a biological son and he's raising him right now? I knew. See? Now imagine you're literally one of the most powerful people in your not only on your planet but in the universe. And you already live a double life on top of being a fucking full-time father. How many new stories can you write for somebody who is almost 90 years old? Matter of fact, I'm gonna go look up his actual age. That's a little too much, really. Mm -hmm. Now it's time for British Google. Hey Google, how old is the Superman character? According to Cora, he was created in 1938, so that makes him 79 years old. Simple, oh. You're talking about how old the character is in the comics. No, not really. So yeah, this is a character who's about to be scaring the hell, who's scaring the hell out of 80. You should have been doing permanent things a long time ago. That's how I feel. Some of their best stories that have ever been made were just what if or one of stories removed from canon. But guess what? Bro, don't, if it's cool and people like it, why remove it? Why even have it be separate? I don't know why they think they got to have the status quo be the same. Topic four. <sighs> hey, officer, you've been here pretty much maybe nine months after I've been on this. So you've been here pretty much as long as me. You ever come across a topic that you're so winded and jaded about discussing that literally, literally, even if you say something new, you still feel like deja vu is kicking in? A little bit, yeah. That's how I feel with topic four. 
look, Nintendo, like every other company, likes making money. But Nintendo likes doing stupid shit sometimes when it comes to making their money. And I'm specifically referring to the Japanese branch because the Japanese branch is the one who controls every other branch. So all forms of bullshittery usually disseminate from Japan. As odd as that sounds out loud. But listen. I think the main reason Nintendo doesn't give a shit about what they're doing with their amiibos unless they're scalpers is because whoever's in charge of the amiibos or third party or, you know, Nintendo accessories and licensed merchandise and shit, they're not giving feedback to upper management because they're not paid to actually give a shit. They're paid to do quality assurance. Because literally anybody who doesn't work at Nintendo in Japan could tell you, you don't put a fucking good to have easily programmed into a game feature behind 10, 15, $20 paywalls, especially when they're attached to Amiibo that they can be easily scalped. Two big examples, the AI trainer system in Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, Smash 4 and the current game, which name escapes me, but we're going to call it Smash 5. Damn, what is the current one called? Because Wii U is called Ultimate. What do they call the one that's on Switch? Let me look it up. Yeah, thanks. Um, uh, The newest one is Ultimate. So then what is the one on the Wii U called? Uh, for 3DS and Wii U. So it's just called Super Smash Bros. Wii U? Yep. Yeah, and they called it Smash Bros. X in uh, Japan, if remember. That is so fucking dumb. They keep your shit consistent, but, that, but I digress. My point is, is very, very simple one. Um, I think they're not doing this on purpose. Well, they're doing this on purpose, obviously. I think they're doing this because they think a different logic than their own consumers. I think because they're not looking at feedback and they don't have a set person to look at Amiibo feedback, they think that, oh, well, we can release these Amiibos for people who aren't going to get the game or who can't get the game, but they still want some memorabilia. They're looking at these the same as they do, uh, you know, licensed T-shirts or licensed... Uh, gum lollipops because that's actually a thing nintendo has i wish i could find them because they tasted good but nintendo has a line of gummy lollipops they're not hard they're all soft and it's got candy in the middle and it's not coated or anything of their main star characters i think that person is the one in charge of amiibo and amiibo quality assurance so i think that's why there's a disconnect i'm not even joking And I don't think there's a way to convince them because, like I said, they don't have that direct person say, hey, guys, we're actually fucking up really hard. Or, hey, guys, how about you make Amiibo cards instead of giant plastic dolls so we can charge a little bit less but get a little bit more people to get them and not have to worry about scalpers as much. Or at least, you know, shipping costs go down. But they'll make all Animal Crossing cards in a heartbeat. Get the fuck out of here. All the Smash Bros. Uh, amiibo should have been 
cards. I'm not even joking. And I like them, and I know they should have been cards. There should be at the end of Smash Brothers Amiibo production, there should literally be a Smash Brothers deck of cards. Maybe a th maybe three of them. One for 10, another for 20, another for 30. Divide up all the characters by threes. Not this shit we got now. Every time a popular character, whether it's made by Nintendo or not, shows up in an Amiibo, its value immediately goes up almost another $20. And that's if you're lucky. So yeah, that's all I got. Now, because I don't feel like waiting again, uh, Officer, you're going next. Tono, you're bringing up the rear. All right. Well, let's see here. For topic one, yeah, it's pretty obvious that the mouse is most definitely at fault here. There's nothing wrong with what uh, Scarlett Johansson's doing. She is most definitely has no fault whatsoever. But more than likely, it's just going to be settled out of court because, well, the mouse, that's just how they do things. They will settle it out of court and probably give her a undisclosed sum of money and maybe have her sign some sort of non-disclosure agreement. All right. Topic two. Well, I'll say one thing. The this new switch getting a, you know, dedicated LAN port for, you know, so you can just wire it into a uh, modem is uh, definitely a good idea because, well, then you'll have a much more solid, less uh, often interrupted connection. But as for whether this is the last one, now nah, there's probably going to be one more. And other than that one improvement of adding, you know, support for, you know, to just wire directly to a modem or LAN capabilities, uh, I don't see much that changed for it. I didn't see any up, like anything mentioning it that it upgraded hardware. I think it might have a slightly bigger screen, but eh, I don't really care much about that. Okay, topic three. Personally, I'm of the a similar opinion as uh, Zach's actually, where the character could maybe you know stay around as a sort of mentor for the next version of that hero. Like, say, we got you know the previously mentioned uh, Terry McGinnis in Batman Beyond, or maybe we get uh, I don't know. Someone like, I'm trying to think of someone who would actually make sense for this. Uh, maybe Green Arrow getting a, training a replacement for him since, you know, as I recall, he's human and will eventually suffer the ravages of age. But uh, yeah, I think for some characters, yeah, there's nothing wrong with training a replacement. But if you get someone like, say, 
uh, Superman or Martian Manhunter, uh, those might be a little bit harder to replace. But at the same time, they should at least, you know, do something that isn't just a reset or just uh, slightly dip deviates from status quo, only to immediately dive back into it. The idea of the status quo must be maintained uh, kind of reminds me of uh, that Loki series that uh, ended recently with the Time Variance Authority, but eh. I think, though, that for Superman, with how long he's been around, they honestly should just retire the character. Have it, like, where his kid takes over or something when he's, you know, a teenager or something. There's been a, well, at least I can think of maybe one or two examples of other, I've you know. some good news for you, good sir. Oh? Okay, so they started this this year or late last year. They've made canon an, an exact future to these characters. So, you know, your grandpappy and your grandpappy's pappy's pappy who was wondering, you know, what would it be like if Superman was Superman, Clark Kent, and a full-time father, an actual father? Or what if Superman just wasn't around and his son and his other Kryptonian relatives had to take over the mantle of defending Earth, defending the immediate galaxy and atmosphere, all that shit. And uh, they like they even got this one situation where Wonder Woman, the person who's currently Wonder Woman, besides working with her actual black sister who shit she ain't been around in 30, 40 years. Yeah, I mean, like she actually has dark brown skin uh, is an actual Amazonian. But she doesn't know, you know, mysticism and God, gods and goddesses as well as Wonder Woman does. But she's got the title and the armor and the suit and them thighs, though. But that's another matter entirely. And uh, yeah, um, it's called Future State. So I left a link for everybody so y'all can take a look at it because the first issue is free. But you can pretty much see it's a canonized future of what is going to happen. So you still got what's going on currently, but you got what's where they're going to be in 20 years and 15 years down the line, that type of thing. And uh, yeah, so that aside, all right, tell us what you think about topic four. Huh. Good on you, DC. All right. Uh, here's hoping though that, you know, that new DC, uh, that new future is something that uh, hits off real well. Otherwise, I might abandon it. So topic four. Ah, well, the Amiibos have a few pros and cons to them. A one pro to it is, oh, so they've got this DLC for connected to this specific Amiibo. Well, if your friend has it, you can just borrow their Amiibo to activate it. Unless it's like the Super Smash Brothers, where they had a customized AI for the respective, you know, Smash Brothers character's amiibo, like connected to said amiibo. So in that case, well, you can't really make use of that, and you got to get an amiibo on your own. Which, uh, far as I understand it, the Smash amiibos are kind of in high demand. But that's actually, yeah, I'm already getting to the cons. I might as well continue. The other one is you shouldn't have DLCs 
even if it's like small, like little things. Actually, no. No, I change my opinion on that. If it's something very small that doesn't have to have a huge impact on gameplay, if you have it connected to an amiibo, okay, fine. It's a little optional thing. But it's a if it's a really big gameplay feature, no. That shit should not be locked behind an amiibo. You've got, you know, you're a Nintendo store for that. But as much as we can argue that, oh, they can... They should do it this way, yada, yada, yada. Nintendo is going to keep using this Amiibo method for additional little additions of game content. They're still going to keep using it until it's no longer making them money. So if you want them to stop, you're going to have to convince various people who buy Amiibos to stop buying Amiibos. But, well... I don't have much hope for that. Nintendo's fans are kind of sometimes cult-like to the point where they will do whatever Nintendo says and won't, you know, question it or anything, which, uh, uh, that, uh, that could end badly if you try and, you know, argue with them, but, eh. I guess try and convince those who you believe are not part of some crazy Nintendo cult. Kind of like you should convince people who aren't part of the Apple cult, but eh, that's a different topic for a different time. Because that's it for me. Yeah, I had to agree with you on that one. Even though it has that pro with, with them. So let's see with my case. I'm just gonna keep this short, sweet, and simple. First with topic one. Yeah, of course, it's Disney's fault. I mean, they really fucked up on that matter. They really have no choice to actually put in that compensation and give give her the cash she needs but knowing how business goes if this keeps up again and how they feel about this person i don't know if they're gonna let her go or not but hey it's kind of my thing topic two Okay, I'm just gonna say this right here. It's good that they have this, have the modem thing uh, implemented. True, yeah, there's some, there's a good OLED, OLED screen. Hey, more power to everybody for those two, two new things. But my biggest little nitty pitty issue is why they have that charger at the bottom once again they could have it at the back of the switch if it's so seen if you look at the dock and how it looks and how the cords are in place in the dock themselves 
I will understand, hey, there's there's one charge report from the bottom. Why not have the one for the back if you try to, you know, actually take that dock out and then you just place it or just like have it as a stand or something. Because how it designs, if you want to place it there while it's charging, it's, it's a guy like me. Usually if I have a, if I have a job that's I want to play my play my switch on the desk while it's charging. Well, that would be a that would be like a very good thing. But no, once again, on the bottom. So I will be happy with my old switch. I will understand what, hey, good screen. Good mom. Hey, more power to everybody. But once again, this switch is doing just this old little switch is doing me justice. So I'll just leave it at that. Topic three. As much as a bat a big Batman fan I am and familiar with the rest of the DC characters, including Superman and everyone else. I would say both, really, retire and refresh to once again what Zach was mentioning about future state. And this is that kind of a thing that I didn't know about. Well, really what I've been thinking back then. What if these OG characters kind of, you know, retire or, you know, there's nothing happening, or nothing happening, or they just like, you know what, might as well pass on the torch to the next generation, you know? So, thusly, I'm just gonna give this, give this time to refresh that they do every these OG characters do need to like just let it go. Cause even with me, good things always come to an end. All good things. For topic four. It's a yeah, for officer's point of view for how it's pros is you can just simply ask for a friend to slap it i mean to slap a uh their amiibo onto your switch or whatever and get the dlc that you need but once again it's really it's really not necessary because the biggest con is what if those what if the amiibo that you need is out of stock you know, let's just say if you you need a uh, you need a DLC for Fire Emblem Three House, and that thing's out of stock, what you gonna do? It's already enough with DLCs, just like buying from 
for example, how PlayStation 4 is, how Xbox or any kind of gaming system, it would have been fine. But for a necessary, <clears throat> a necessary, I mean, for a DLC, for an amiibo that's that's strictly necessary to just to unlock it, you're in shit creek without a path. So I see that this is like a big, big disadvantage and really unnecessary. And for that, that's all she wrote. Can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed these uh, opinions and such. And uh, I will see you guys when I see you guys. Ladies. Catch you on the flip side.